0: Hello everybody, welcome to another new episode of the premier Raleigh small business and special interest podcast Where we bring you stories from business owners and special interest groups from around the triangle Good morning everybody We are back with the Raleigh small business and special interest group podcast And this morning I have Moya with us And she's somebody I met over the last few months We had a lot of things in common in regards to mental health and kind of our ways of looking at the world And uh, this morning, we're gonna talk about her organization which is Crown & Scepter. And instead of me trying to explain what it is, we're gonna let her kind of introduce herself a little bit and what her company is and what they do and then we'll just kind of let things unwind and see where it goes from here. So, good morning.
1: Good morning. Um, So, just a little bit about my organization. Um, I'm a psychologist and I work in mental health managed care Um, I've worked in that field for about 10 to 12 years. Um, And in that time, I, you know, discovered that there were some limitations around supports for certain individuals in our community, including youth who are in foster care. Um, I felt like it would be a, a wonderful thing to have a group of professionals and business owners who were connected with youth um In the community to support them as they develop and achieve their own goals, you know, to, aspiring to go to college or aspiring to create a business, to have that kind of positive peer pressure support um, in the community. Never want the youth to feel like they would have become something if they had ever known somebody who had, you know, had done that. I wanted them to be able to say, well, I know you know, business owners. I've known them since I was twelve. I've no, you know, been oh, able yeah, to connect totally. with them all my life. So it's not something that I haven't seen and been around. So it would feel very natural for them as they're growing up and going to school to set those goals and accomplish them. And then even to have people who would maybe make opportunities available for them for jobs okay. um, and internship opportunities. So that's kind of like the, the heart mission behind my my organization, which is actually a for profit organization, was that I wanted to have a network of professionals and business owners that had a heart towards supporting one another and youth Um, and this year this was my first year um, in business i was able to connect with an organization called say so north carolina which is a youth-led organization Um, and i I was pleased to be able to create a scholarship for the youth this year as well as um, contribute time and other financial resources to some of the events that they were having this year and then at the same time I was responding to a need that I heard about in the community for a long time which was you know I'm a professional I'm a business owner but I don't know where my peers are when I want to socialize I you know I go places and I can't find people who have similar interests to me so what I've been working on is creating this network of folks who you know want to work hard but also have time for play and self-care right and in that process I've been meeting several people who have a a very similar mentality and they have their network of people and so we've been combining our networks and growing it out you know kind of exponentially and the goal eventually is to have kind of like a a brand where people recognize that they see that in events being held by Crown and Scepter or some of the affiliates that I can have connected with that they know that they're going to be able to network with great people, you know, have opportunities for, you know, socialization, self-care, fun, mature, you know, fun, a place to sit, you know, even just going places and not being able to have a seat is, you know, like with nightclubs when people go out to nightclubs and they, you know, don't have anywhere for you to sit and you're 45 years old. It's like, this is not um, what I want to do when I've worked all week. Right. Well, there's that <laughs> whole
0: thing too, like when you mentioned like networking groups, because, <clears throat> you know, I was at yours and, you know, I even told you that night, I was like, it was one of the best ones I had gone to. There's a couple, there's a Boss Digital downtown, mm-hmm. which is an, an invite one. But then once you've been there, you can invite somebody else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But theirs and yours in the last, Five years or more was the most like engaging. It was more more of a relaxed feeling, mm-hmm. where like you go to a networking event and everybody's like, "It's it's the same." It, there's they're all realtors, they're all insurance people, they're all like something, right. but they're all the same. Right. And you're like, okay, so I I have the chance of meeting one of three of these professions,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's it. But then it's also very stuffy, mm-hmm. right? And When I was at yours, it was kind of this, it had a a lighter feeling to it. It was more like, it was more like play or like going out and meet these people that are here to have some fun.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the goal. You know, I talk about my events as being, you know, for organic networking. You can mingle as much as you want or you can just sit back and relax. You know, you've worked all week. You may have like a big meeting coming up. But you want to have a nice meal. You want to have a nice atmosphere. You want to be around some people who are similar, and um, you can do as much or as little as you want. And you know, I, you know, I'm I'm not interested in kind of like the traditional, you know, kind of um, sterile settings with the trading of business cards. Right, right. Like after I've worked all week, that's not what I want to do. Because I'm, you know, um, Nefertaria, find a. Um, is someone in our network and she, you know, taught me the term parallelpreneur. Yeah, I hadn't, hadn't heard, heard that, either. that term I And I mean, I've been to business school and everything. I yeah. never heard that term. And I thought, man, that really makes just a lot of sense. It's a different person than an entrepreneur yeah. who has their full focus on their, it's, you know, it's their business. It's plan A and only plan A. It is yeah. a different thing. And so as a, a parallelpreneur, I really want my networking events to um, provide an opportunity for self-care relaxation play and connecting with people in a genuine way i really think that your best connections are genuine connections you know you're going to have all different kinds of people that will come out to events like that but i think that the more you spend time just casually you can kind of determine better what types of what types of a connection you may have with a person? Oh, definitely. Um, you have an opportunity to kind of observe it a little bit longer. And as psychologists, I'm all about our observation. So, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean,
0: I built my entire company on observation. Mm-hmm. So just kind of sitting back and like they said, um, was it? I can't remember who said it, but it was like you learn if you always talk, you already you only know what you already know. Right. But if you stop and listen, you can actually learn something new.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: and that's what I've lived my whole life. Is like you know. I've been quiet a long time. Mm -hmm. I sit back, I take things in, and, like, I always look at the world from a zoomed-out perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to see the whole forest Mm -hmm. and then interact with the things within the forest. Where most of our world right now is very zoomed in.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And they're missing all the cool things in the forest. You know, and that's what I try to help people see is, like, no, you're missing it. Like You have to look up. You have to, like, be out here and see all the things that are happening. You know, cuz how many times do you hear people are like oh there's just no opportunities anymore i can't figure out something to do oh, absolutely. and like absolutely i was like there's nothing there's no opportunities in your phone the opportunities are external they're out in front of you right so if you look up cuz i have this way of saying it's like you know the person you would have you would have bumped into to have a conversation with that would have gave you a job to make a million dollars you walked by looking at your phone right and then you're going to go home and complain that there's no opportunities.
1: Or you cut them off in traffic.
0: Yeah. It's all got, you know, right. Your
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are true.
0: so many opportunities out there. And then with the internet, we just opened it up to this whole flood. Like you can literally, it gave you the ability to create
2: mm-hmm.
0: anything you want and connect with people all over the world. But we use it primarily, like most people use it primarily, as a distraction. Correct. So what I always say is that we need to balance the idea of tool and toy. Mm-hmm. So I use my phone seventy to eighty percent as a tool, and twenty percent as a pleasant distraction.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you can now build—that's the frequency, or like the you know how much of one and how much of the other—that balance. You know, so you live out in the external world, and you want to talk to your friends. You zoom in, you you send a message, and you zoom back out. That way you're staying out into the external. You're staying in the opportunities and seeing everything as, as it is. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I really like what, what you're doing is trying to bring it together organically and not...
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: like, I was like the guy that, you know, um, throws 50 business cards onto the table and hopes somebody's going to pick one up. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, see, like, I would never pick that up.
1: No. <laughs> no, and the interesting thing, doing it this way, you know you're attracting a different group of people than you would in those sterile environments. This is an environment where you are going to be on in the sense that you're not gonna be hiding in masses and masses of people. Yeah, you I'm know. back in the
0: corner. You can goes. come yeah. and
1: sit and observe. Like I said, you don't have to be in the middle of right. every conversation, but one person may come and speak to you and it is gonna be you know a genuine at least that's been the the flow so far is that it's a genuine uh, approach to get to know you or to, uh, attempt to find out who you are what do you do are there things that you offer that maybe i need and maybe we can you know connect on that level or are there are things that i offer i mean i i've had it where you know we're hanging out at a place after work and someone comes in who builds websites you know or who you know does uh You know, print designs or, uh, you know, business cards. And someone says, oh, I need business cards. You know, and it's, you know, and I don't know if it's just North Carolina or how it is other places. But I've observed that in North Carolina, people do business with people that they know a lot of the times. So it's It's like if you if you know a guy and he did your whatever, I'll call him because I know you. Yeah, And that's another customer for you very quickly. They haven't nec- They haven't even necessarily seen your website. They haven't been to your showroom. But their friend bought from you. So, you yeah. know, there's your reference. Who was the right guy? There. I
0: don't remember where really the quote came from, but it was like people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And that's very much like that down here. Mm-hmm. But I've been treated like you can, still, you can feel the people that are in that and not. Like I went to a sign company when I was getting ready to get my sign put up mm-hmm. and it was very like i didn't really like what they were doing and then something kind of fell through at the time and they kept nagging me like why, did, why didn't you come back and like is there something wrong And like all this kind of stuff and something just felt off about the whole experience and then i started calling around and i found out to take the sign off of the building before like everybody's like well we put new signs up but we don't take the old ones off and i was like what they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't mess around with taking the old signs off, but we'll put what, a new sign up for you on a new building or whatever. And I was like, how do you all stay in business? Because like, who takes the old sign off? So this one company, she goes, well, we use this guy Tom over at, you know, Elite, I think it was Elite Signs to take the signs off, but then you can call us and we can put the sign up for you. And I was like, well, why would I do business with you and him when he can take the sign down and put the new one up? <laughs> like that didn't make any sense to mm-hmm. me. When I started working with him, and he was, like, he was out, like, the next day, like, checked out everything. They came out put the sign-up. He's worked with me on price, like, as far as, like, me able to, like, pay him in increments. Mm-hmm. And he answers the phone every time I call him. And we talk. And Which we, like, goes
1: a long way. It's amazing.
0: Like, you you want to feel that people are still being genuine, mm-hmm. right? There's so much noise in our world right now with... with marketing and like the internet and like all this stuff so to actually hear someone talk like i have insurance to state farm and you know if my payment does get, get go through or whatever toby calls me and she's like hey i wanted to let you know your payment didn't go through can we take care of it and i was like yeah absolutely you know
1: right shout out to state farmer Kevin <laughs> right.
0: you know, i've had the <laughs> same mailman for eight years like carlton right. he's incredible like he's gives gives out all of his customers a christmas card every year mm-hmm. you know like it's we still need those relationships. Right. I, mean, I think that's what most people are missing, this loneliness thing that we're dealing with, like this lack of community. Right. Because everything is so electronic. and so, like,
2: Absolutely
1: buy true. it
0: online and, like, just, I don't care. I just need it. Send it to me. And, mm-hmm. like, you're not interacting. You're not, like.
1: I think you really hit it on the head, too. Another need that people have is, you know, these people who are in my network, they're media savvy, most of them. They have Facebook. They have instagram they have whatever they have it some of them have youtube channels but social networking can leave you feeling very disconnected and lonely in real life oh yeah and so this is real social networking you know if you really think about it you're really connecting genuinely connecting with people in real life and we do keep we try our best to keep tabs and follow each other on social media. It's one more genuine follower for your social media, right? No, right? Exactly. That you didn't have to buy, <laughs> and then you know. And um, but you have that connectivity, that real genuine human connection, that organic connection when you network this way. Oh yeah. And um, it's just an interesting thing because I, you know, like I said, I've been working in managed care a long time, and I still do. And there are people out here that they work in events. Like, that's their, you know, their thing. And even, the of like, some of the events folks that I've spoken with are like, oh, we really like, you know, the smaller things that you're doing. And some of the folks, I mean, have your folks come out to my event because they want real, genuine folks coming out because those are tend to be committed, repeat folks. You know, right. you can have thousands and thousands of followers. and It doesn't mean they're going to come see you. <laughs> Right, no, exactly. Like, that,
0: that's the whole thing. Um, like, my Instagram, like, it's taken me, you know, I'm not, I'm almost to 300, you know, and like, I'd almost okay. get to 300, then I lose 15 mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you keep building it and exactly. losing it, building it, losing it. But I haven't lost any in a while. Mm-hmm. And like, that's it, or that's those organic, like, people that are following you because they want your information. Right. Right. I don't have 10,000 followers, but I also didn't use a bot or a click. Thing or a, a like thing to like get those 300 people.
1: Correct. Same here. Yeah.
0: And Gosh. I'd rather have that more than anything else.
1: I love growing my social media presence slowly and seeing it, you know, grow cuz I had 12 followers, you know, in March.
2: Did you? Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I'm approaching almost 400 towards the end of this year.
0: That's awesome. And they're
1: mine. I didn't yeah. buy them from anybody. And, you know, people who look at your page and try to make a judgment about your value based on your followers. Well, that's very short-sighted. It's very short-sighted. And, um, you know, I think at some point, both of us will, you know, we'll continue to grow those, those, that presence. Because you wanna grow your presence, you know, that's more people that you can hear from and connect with and support and share with other people. Because that's a big part of my business as well, is, you know, if you have things going on in your business, I'm putting it out to my network and you never know that maybe a few more customers in the end that right. you attract based on those con- you know, that connection. And so I'd love to be able to have farther reach, but I want it to be real. I don't want anything, you know, purchased. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean there they're 'cause what are you getting back out of that? Like you're not getting
1: I mean it's an image thing. Because a lot of times with it, like you said, with bots and things like that, it's not even genuine. It's just a, it just adjusts the numbers. Yeah, it doesn't really speak to. But I don't know pop, if you real knew this. I don't know if you
0: knew this, but and anybody listening to this, if you didn't know this, because um, it's already live in Australia, for friend in Australia, she so she sent me like screenshots of what it looks like, and Facebook and Instagram in the next by by the new year or shortly in this time frame, they're removing. Your, someone's ability to see how many likes you have, like on a post. Mm-hmm. Right? So you as the poster, you as your account can still see how many likes you have and all the people that liked it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But a stranger couldn't look at your profile I and know. see how many likes this post had and go, why do you get 150,000 likes? I only get like 10. You won't know how many anybody has. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome, but there's a lot of influencers. It was on the news. They're all like up in arms, like, "Well, this is bullshit." Like, I'm just like, "What's the point then of any of it?" Then and it's like you're missing the point altogether. Then because you're creating this like competition over like kids thinking like, my, I'm, I'm a terrible person because you have 50 likes and I have 10."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So by taking away the other person's ability to see how many you have. But as a business owner or like your account holder, you could still see how many you have.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you're taking a huge piece of competition away, and they're trying to drive it more into comments and more into like organic interaction Mm -hmm. with people. That's the that's the idea behind it.
1: Wow.
0: So that's happening. Soon-ish. I'll be
1: curious to see I hope I hope Instagram will be working the day that it changes because Instagram gets hanky sometimes oh when it's changing things, things happen yeah you know like Thanksgiving um it wasn't working like, oh, it, it wasn't was, I didn't No, it wasn't well it may have started working but at first it was it was not working well okay and, you know people wanted to post their turkey and their stuffing right and they get all their likes for their turkey and, and their all stuffing. their likes yes
0: yeah look at my turkeys better than your turkey right <laughs> yeah yeah. So. yeah well tell me a little bit more about the um like the foster care stuff mm-hmm. so i'm really interested in that like is it do you work directly with the kids Or do you connect it? Do you like? I'm I'm curious about
1: that. Right. So this year I was primarily a supporter, so I would communicate a lot with their the the powers that be that run their organization, finding out what the needs were that they had, and and addressing those needs at various points throughout the year. Now next year I will be able to um, attend an event that they have every year called Say So Saturday. Which is basically like a big celebration of everyone's birthday and accomplishments. They have it every March.
2: Okay.
1: And um, I supported them in trying to find an appropriate location because it's a huge event, about 500 people. Okay. And this past one, they didn't have enough space, and so since I'm interested and involved with events and planning and things, they were like, "Well, one thing you could do is you could help us try to figure this problem out." So I helped them get connected with some folks that hopefully will work out where everybody can be accommodated in terms of the space and you know yeah. meeting their needs yeah. and so um, I will have an opportunity to be with the youth on that day okay. and my hope is that they'll continue to invite me to um, spend more time because I had pre- presented to them my interest in bringing professionals for panels like if people wanted to discuss like what careers they wanted to get into to ask questions about how people did whatever that they did. Do the they kids did. ask
0: the, the panel or This the, would be
1: this would be the goal. This didn't this, happen okay. this year. Yeah, yeah, They're very protective of the kids, well, if I'm you sure. can imagine. Yeah, I'm sure. And so I think they've spent this first year kind of seeing who are these people I that are us. Out a bit Absolutely, the, yeah. which I completely respect. So yeah. I helped in the ways that they allowed me. And so um, I'm actually, I'm getting ready to, like they do background checks and everything on every anybody that comes around kids, which I totally respect, no, absolutely. they absolutely should. The world should. is way
0: too weird, or, oh, my weird kids. right now. And these
1: them. are kids that they, they, they need that been protection. It they well, need they've been protection.
2: Through
1: so, much anyways. so I'm going through that process. But when I, after I go to this event, my hope is that I'll be able, after going through all of their checks and everything, I'll be able to spend more time um, because I, I had offered that volunteer direct volunteerism yeah, to the, to with the, the kids yeah but yeah. I think that they took their time with that but um, the goal would be to be able to bring folks like you other professionals other business owners as a panel to be able to provide like you know an opportunity for question and answer yeah and my thinking was that for the older youth 18 and up group that they would benefit from having some combined networking opportunities and so that's something i'm going to be asking of the organization next year to see if they're they're comfortable with um having having some of their youth come out to some of our networking events and you know just have something to eat and chat with us and you know talk about their plans and then maybe there may be opportunities where somebody has a, a a company where they have interns, Right. you know, opportunities like real opportunities for them to get hired. So, that's moving into year two.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because working with kids, I've been I've done mentoring mm-hmm. for the last basically fifteen years now, um, off and on. Like actually, uh, when I was in Washington State, I had I was an assistant coach for a girls soccer team. Mm-hmm. So from 9 to 14, we had pretty much all the same 17 girls. And you want to talk about, like, a, you learn a lot about children. You learn a lot about life mm-hmm. in that age group because mm-hmm. you're, like, you know, there was, it got to the point in, in some situations, I showed up late for a game one time, and the mom came up to me, and she goes, where have you been? My daughter's upset, and she won't talk to anybody but you. <laughs> so you just kind of create that, like, relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're their other person. Right. And I think it's really important. I encourage mentoring a lot because we've all been ten years old. We've all been twelve years old, and whatever, even teen, like upper, even into high school.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And here's the thing about it is that we all had questions we needed to an- have answered. That wasn't from our peers because they would judge us,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and not from our parents because they would maybe like find it uncomfortable or not want to answer the question.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So how do you ask the question? Right. So that's why I was like, you need a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I would always tell the parents I was like, "Look, I was like i 'm only going to share with you things if I feel that they're going to harm themselves or they're going to harm somebody else or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, but i'm not going to share with you everything they tell me because then they might as well just tell you, so I would let them ask me these really hard questions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, i i've had this one woman i uh, her dad worked for me when i when she was four mm-hmm. And I didn't see her again until she was, like, 11, and we reconnected somehow, Mm -hmm. and she's 22 now, Mm -hmm. and she's been in my life for the last 10 years, and I've helped her through all kinds of situations, Mm -hmm. and it's been incredible. Like, three years ago, her and I went to Costa Rica together for 10 days. I just wanted to get her out of the country for the first time and let her see the world, and, like, we had an amazing adventure, and, like, all kinds of crazy things happened, and but that was, like, something I was like, here's, like, you're now old enough. Let's go out and do this thing, and, mm-hmm. like, you can see the world and, you know. And, uh, but I think that's very important because they they have all these really hard questions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we keep trying to recreate the wheel over and over again where we have all these elders and all these people that have this wisdom we've gained through our whole lives that right. we could share that with them, with the youth. That's right. You know, like there's a there's a guy I do a podcast with. He's 81, and I'm 40, mm-hmm. and we do this perspective. We just talk about things from like someone 40 years older than me, and then mine. Mm-hmm. And the reason we do the podcast is this because he goes, you know, the worst thing about getting old, he goes, nobody, you have all this information, and nobody wants to hear what you have to say. So we started doing a podcast mm-hmm. for that reason because I was like, you, that's exactly why I do this, is because we keep trying to. It's this whole, like, older people blame the younger people thing, which, True. like, baffles me. I'm like, that's not how nature works. You taught, you you obviously created something that's created this problem, but it's not their fault. It's your fault. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and the generation before them and the generation yeah. before that. Yeah.
0: It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, um, I saw something the other day, and it's like breaking the cycle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who chooses to break the cycle? But the person that breaks the cycle, the child that decides to break, try to break the cycle, makes the the other person feel what they haven't healed in themselves. It causes like a lot of animosity in the family trying to break the cycle, you know. And then the other way I heard it was that whoever chooses to break the cycle has to endure a lot of the extra like you're like ending ancestral karma.
2: Like, you're ending
0: some of the hard things that kept perpetuating. Right. That you wanted to stop. Right. By you being the stop, you have to take the blunt force of, like, some of the things ending, you know. So, those people have to go through a lot harder things.
1: Mm-hmm. To stop so,
0: it. Yeah. But, you know, I think working with foster is, like, incredible because, you know, they haven't had a lot of that structure.
1: Correct. Coming up.
0: So, to give them A guide or, like, someone to answer questions or, like...
1: Absolutely.
0: I look at what I got, you know, from my family growing up in entrepreneurship. And I talked to another guy about this. He grew up through entrepreneurship his whole life as a child, too. And it's, like, where him and I started into our adult world at 18 is where a lot of people get to in their whole adult life. Mm -hmm. And we started out there. You know, like, that's incredible incredibly powerful in comparison that I had. I built my first house when I was 20 years old. What? Like, designed and built my first house when I was 20. And, like, framing it, shingles, siding, like, whatever it done, built the whole thing. And drew it out and built it myself. When I was 20 years old. And I look at people now that are 20, I'm like, I, I where you're trying to get to, I started out at.
1: Right.
0: And it's boggling.
1: Have you considered doing a podcast with a 20-year-old? I haven't yet because you can't quite go too far I mean you right. <laughs> right right but.
0: there's a guy that I, I podcast with he's 24 25 so it's interesting to get he I got him into a lot of and he already knew a lot of it too but like we started listening to a lot of philosophy mm-hmm. and we so a lot of our conversations go into like you know Zen Buddhism and like you know different philosophers and Stoicism and all that and mm-hmm. we'll have conversations around that and to hear like you know one of the situations perfect example he was like he has a lot of depression Mm -hmm. and he was trying to understand why he's so depressed and he can't figure out what he wants to do and stuff like that but his he's never had to work or go without because his family his family had enough money where they took care of anything Mm -hmm. that he needed and stuff like that and i was like have you ever volunteered anywhere have you ever really seen like what you have comparatively to what somebody else has or doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And he had never been, he had never spent time volunteering or, like, being around what poverty is really like or what, like... I mean, some of the stuff I've seen in my life... I mean, I lived in the Caribbean, too. Like, it's very Mm -hmm. in-your-face.
2: Where did you live? I
0: lived in St. Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I spent, like, three and a half months down there, and Mm -hmm. it was incredibly... Interesting, Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot about the world, and
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you know, and trusting people, and you know, it's a whole different life. And I go to you know, I'll be at a resort with somebody, and they're like, "Oh, I could just stay here forever." And I was like, "But if you stay here, you have to stay on the other side of that wall, and it's a whole different world on the other side of that wall than it is on here." Right.
1: This is the fantasy over here.
0: Yeah. All right. It's not like that over there. Mm -hmm. You know, so to be able to live in that and like experience it and like viscerally like mm-hmm. understand how hard it is to like live in these areas that mm-hmm. are essentially a third world country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole different experience. You know, so like in that situation he was like, man, I never really like thought about that. I was like, you have everything. You lay he goes, you know, I'll lay in bed for two or three days just depressed. And I was like, why you know when you have a bed to lay in and be depressed for two or three days
1: well you gave him tremendous advice I mean getting connected with service
0: yeah you putting your
1: hands in the earth you know getting into movement like yeah you know you support your patients with doing or your clients with doing definitely can help with symptoms of depression so that was great advice for him
0: yeah you have to get back down to like you have to realize how much you already have like that's why I talk about gratitude so much because like there's this this um, moment I had back in the spring, right? It was, like, after I had signed the lease for here, and I was, like, really starting to get going. And I was outside with a friend of mine. We had the grill going. We each had a beer. And my girlfriend was inside working on the house mm-hmm. and, like, all this stuff going on. And I had this, like, fleeting moment. It was, like, it was the fastest, like, fleeting thought. But I was, like, holy shit, I am so broke. <laughs> but then in that same moment, I looked around. I'm, like, but look at all this stuff I have. hmm like all these things. I have a home. I have a girlfriend. I have a friend. We're mm-hmm. having, We're grilling food. Mm-hmm. We're like hanging out. It's mm-hmm. beautiful outside. You know, and like we don't put any levity on that,
2: right?
0: And I think that's what we we take so much ad, you know, advantage of that, or like just uh, we don't even really think of it. We don't. We don't let it get give us anything for it. We don't mm-hmm. have that gratitude for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and here's these kids that are in foster care. Sometimes their entire life that don't have that chance to, like, even know what that's like, you know. And a lot of times you you've talked to kids, especially children, that have had almost nothing their whole life, and they were so grateful. Correct. So grateful. You give me even, a, like, a, a crumb of, like, information or anything like that, and they're like, man, thank you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And that's what I love about that. I didn't, I didn't realize your organization was even, like.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, what what my – Uh, plans are with supporting youth I'm hopeful that it's going to grow more next year but this year this was the first year and this was my foray into it you know contributing what I could you know and so being able to contribute resources to like you know buy things for events that they were having that extends the money that the it's a non-profit organization so it extends the resources that they have which you know tend to be limited right whenever we can do whatever we can to save them a little bit of money or a little bit of time that they can spend on something else and so I'm looking forward to going to their event next year and you know awarding someone with some money for school and the possibility of being able to introduce some of the folks in my professional network as you know support as well so
0: that's awesome mm -hmm. very cool So, well, um, anything else you want to share? You want to tell me how to find you? And, like, if you have any events coming up or anything?
1: Yeah, so I am, uh, you can find me on Instagram at at Scepter underscore org underscore. Okay. Um, And I post uh, my own events, but I also post a good number of other local events. Other business owners have posted people who are looking for folks like us that, you know, are professional and you know want to have a good time and have a quality good time um and so i post those as well um so just follow me at that and you know connect with me my contact information is on there my website link is on there okay Um, and when i have events i post tickets on that as well
0: okay awesome well very good okay well it was a pleasure thank you thank you for listening stay tuned for our next episode If you'd like to share your story, you can contact me at another new perspective, 101 at gmail.com or by phone at 984-212-4308. Have an amazing day.